0: You're listening to Counter Talks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. Counter Talks is a presentation
1: of Canadian Rental Service magazine.
2: Hi, I'm Sukanya Righosh, Associate Editor at Canadian Rental Service. Today, we have with us four incredible women from the rental industry. They are here to narrate their experiences and stories and tell us the secrets behind their success. Uh, We are so glad to have uh, all of you here and uh, as part of Rental Mart Women in Rental Panel. Uh, So we have with us Angie Venekamp, General Manager of uh, Rental Network Limited. Amy London, Operations Manager at Snowboard Rentals. Julie Leah, owner of Rapid Equipment Rental Limited. And uh, Michelle Nicole, Account Manager and Festival Specialist at Higgins uh, Event Rentals. Um, Yes, so yeah, we have both the sectors covered, Equipment Rental and Event Rental. So I hope we are going to have a great conversation. So uh, before we go into the tougher questions uh, and and get into the nitty gritties of what it is like in the rental industry for all four of you, uh, let's do a quick round of introductions, um, beginning with a short description of your background, why and how you entered the rental industry and how long you have been a part of it. So uh, let me begin with uh, Jule uh, Elia. Could you uh, give an introduction? How did
0: I know you that you were gonna select me first?
3: <laughs> yeah. I
2: actually
0: wrote some things down simply because it's gonna be a lot easier for me to just read it right off and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. So my name is Jule Aaliyah. Um, I've been in the rental industry since June 1st, 1978, here in Toronto. Yeah, My family was involved in construction and from an early age, all aspects of construction intrigued me. Of course, my parents were not as keen on my interest in construction mm-hmm. and hoped that my university education would guide me to a professional career. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with A1 from 1978 until the sold to Stevenson's rental in 2006. Okay. I started in the sales department and worked up to vice president of A1. I worked for Stevenson's for seven months and then they I meshed the two companies together. And they offered me retirement as a reward. And so at 58, um, they paid me a lot of money to go away, which I did for six years. And then I came back and was having lunch with one of my colleagues. And uh, he called his company and said, you know who I'm having lunch with? They said, who? And he told them and they said, we'll hire you this afternoon. Come on in. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, No, I think I'd like to just stay in my jog suit here with my friend, but I will come in and see you in the morning. Yeah. So I joined Cooper Rentals. I worked with them for a year and a half. But throughout that whole time period, I had this desire to start something again.
3: Yeah. So I got
0: in touch with one of my old partners and said, What are you doing? And he said, Well, you know, I take the kids to hockey and i said so you're not doing anything he said, no. <laughs> i said well i'm going to put a business model together and yeah. I'm going to send it to you that happened on a friday night and on monday we found a building and we started rapid equipment and that was in 2013 eight years ago wow uh, that gives you pretty well what i've done that's an <laughs>
2: incredible story i don't uh, want to go after
4: her
5: no 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 <laughs> <really? laughs>
2: Well, I am going to put you after her, Amy. Why don't you give your background?
4: <laughs> I started at uh Pascal Rentals in the early 90s. Um I was being I was nannying and it just wasn't enough money actually. Yeah. And my brother-in-law was a heavy-duty mechanic at the main store and he said they were looking for drivers. Yeah. So I got an application and I filled it out and unbeknownst to me, my brother-in-law lovingly, helped me out. Uh, he elaborated somewhat I guess you could say on my application one of the questions was have you ever towed anything I put no and he scratched out but yes and when we were talking about it afterwards I said you know 10 feet at the cabin with an empty trailer does not constitute towing something yeah so I got hired needless to say I got hired there was only one other woman that worked within the company and as as a counter person and then one in parts and I had a sink or swim kind of lesson. Um, it was a lot of staying late afterwards, trying to back up a compressor between two pylons, cause it's not easy and learning how to drive a skid steer enough to get it on and off a trailer and learning how to tow. So it actually just really intrigued me the different tools, the different things, the different experiences every day and the people I got to meet. So I guess you could say it was just kind of, I just got hooked and, uh, I left the rental industry for a short period to support my husband when he opened a business yeah, um, yeah. that didn't work out for him. So we came back to the city and came back to Edmonton and he was hired here at Snowbird as the mechanic. Yeah. And, uh, one of the gentlemen that worked on the counter here said, Oh, you got to hire his wife, Amy, you, you got to get Amy in here. I worked with Amy at Pasco forever. You got to get Amy in yeah. here. And finally, um, the operations manager at the time, Dan caved in and said, okay, we'll bring her in for an interview. But because I, my husband was a mechanic, I actually interviewed with the owner, um, Richard Taylor at the time. Yeah. And so we were in the office and we had our interview and, and he said to me, he said, you know, it might be nice to have a, a woman here. And when Dennis, our accountant, gets behind, you can always come in here and help him file paperwork and, and do things like that. And I looked at him and I, stopped and I actually stood up. I, to this mm-hmm. day, I can't believe I had the courage to do it. I stood up. I reached across the desk and I shook his hand and I said, "Thank you so much for the opportunity." But if I wanted an office job, that's what I would have applied for. I'd rather be on the counter.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I
4: walked out of the office. Five minutes later, Dan came outside and said, "You got the job. Can you start tomorrow?" Oh. And <laughs> Mister Taylor is just was just gobsmacked, I guess, that that somebody was willing to stand up to him and and just willing to say no. Just because I'm a girl or a woman doesn't mean that I want to do office work. Yeah. So. That's what started me at at snowbird and my um, slow decline into insanity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Incredible stories. I mean, uh, okay. So moving on to Angie, why don't you uh, talk about how you started in this industry?
5: Sure. Yeah, I started really young. I was in high school still. Uh, it was sort of my after-school job, uh, weekends, summers, spring break, that sort of thing yeah uh, early 90s as well and I've been here ever since so I'm I'm uh coming up on I think I'm 28 years I, I was looking the other day yeah started in the started out washing windows dusting shelves and then when I wasn't just working Saturdays I was got into servicing equipment in the back and
3: yeah doing all the regular
5: maintenance sling and scaffold all the fun stuff and uh, they've moved me up to Trucking clerk, I think, was next. And we're looking after all the returns and whatnot.
3: Yeah.
5: And logistics coordinator, front counter. And I've been manager or general manager now for about 15 years, I think it is. And so work my way right through all the way through Mm -hmm. different glamorous jobs in the rental industry. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate. my mom was one of the owners um, she's retired now but she was one of the owners of this company yeah uh, and so there was never really a a tough to get in kind of thing but um, that's where I've been for <laughs> 28 years.
2: <laughs> I mean it sounds like such a I mean your mom inspired you to get into uh, the industry in a way.
5: Yeah yeah she <laughs> Um, definitely has, you know, paved the road for women owning yeah. rental businesses for sure. And, uh, she is enjoying her hard earned retirement right now. So, <laughs>
2: uh so uh so we were talking to e- equipment uh, rental segment uh, uh even three of you are from the equipment rental segment but Michelle you're from a different side of the rental industry the events rental segment so what is it like there like how how did you get into the industry there and uh, what has your uh, journey been like so far
1: Well, I've been in the industry. Um, I actually moved to Toronto about 18 years ago to go to college here. And I took um, an event management program. Wasn't really too sure what, where it was going to lead me, what I wanted to do. Um, I think a couple months before I moved to Toronto, I thought I would go into like early childhood. That was the thing to do. You know, all my friends were going to be teachers. So And then my mom Mm -hmm. kind of found this course and was like, why don't you try this? Your sister lives in Toronto, you can live together. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. You know, 17 years later, (laughs) I graduated and um, somebody I had met from in the industry said, you know, Chairman Mills is hiring. They're a big big rental company in the city. I was very well aware of them. So I started there, I was there for two years. And then I moved on to um, another company that is no longer in business, but it was Absolute Tent and Event Services. And I was there for about six years. And um, they unfortunately went out of business, um, and I've been at Hagen's for uh, I think six and a half years now. So I've been in the event rental for my whole career after school, and um, I can't imagine doing anything different. <laughs> you know, I, I see like our lots of caterers we work with and planners, and I just you know this is the this is the side of it that works well with me and that I you know get to have so many great experiences in. So. It's, um, Yeah, I, when I was thinking of, you yeah. know, my bio, what I was going to say, I was doing the math, like, yeah. you know, not as long yeah. as, as you ladies have been in it, but it seems like a lifetime.
4: <laughs> well, in our defense, we all started when we were 10. That's how we've yep. been here for as many years
1: as we've been here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I, the company I work for, actually, it is... um Uh, a second-generation family-run business so the owners are uh, their parents started it uh, 38 years ago I believe so there definitely is that family dynamic that's really cool that's cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's wonderful yeah for sure
2: so uh, I mean it's uh we know about your beginnings now uh let's talk about your experiences like uh you over the years, any anything that stands out, anything that you recall uh, that, that has made the, uh, I mean, being in this industry both worthwhile and, uh, you know, satisfying for, you know, all of you. So um, I'll begin again with Jule, um, would you like to say, I mean. Well,
0: I, I approach this question a little bit differently. Okay. Okay. Um, Rather than recount stories of things that happened to me in the past. Yeah. I'd like to explain what I believe the rental industry is. Okay. To me.
3: Yeah.
0: The the rental industry is unlike any other business. On a good day, you can fly to heights unknown by any other industry. And Mm -hmm. on a bad day, the ground seems far above you. That extreme, those two extremes have been the driving force in my career uh, that have always kept me seeking to find the correct answers. I'm a curious individual by nature. And as a result, this has allowed me to develop some very close relationships over the last 43 years with clients. Yeah. who have come to know what I bring to the table. And they can count on me day or night, 24 seven. Yeah. And my phone is always on and I'm relied upon. And so when I had the opportunity to be away from the business for six years, yeah, there was something missing in my life. Okay. And I mean, I kept busy. I wrote a cookbook, I, I renovated two wow. places, a place in Florida. So I know how to keep busy. Yeah. But it just didn't give me that same gratification of being able to solve a problem that's high on the priority list of a construction job. Yeah. And get it done and 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 everybody walks away going, "Yes." That's <laughs> what this business is to me
2: that's 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 wonderful. But I mean, uh, yeah, so moving on to Angie, like, um, what do you think? like, uh, from what Jules has said and what what has your experience been like, is it different? Is it similar?
5: Very similar. and in fact <laughs> that that's putting it to words actually, in the sense of um, being able to solve someone's someone's problem. and they've they've come to you, they they aren't sure. What they need to do, they just know they need to do something and they don't know what tool they need. They don't know how to go about it. And I mean, it's something you learn over the years with the experience on how to help solve those problems. And that's what builds customer confidence. You know, the phone is never off like you jewel. We're we're yeah. always reachable. We're always there, you know, even Christmas Day, I tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> solving those problems when there's an emergency it uh, it it's a gratifying feeling being able to come out and and be part of helping someone solve something mm-hmm. and you know it's on a short-term day-to-day you know what someone's okay. emergency today is that's the emergency today and no two days are alike it's fantastic
2: <laughs> uh, amy what are your days like
4: <laughs> first i'd like to say i think jewel is my new Shiro. like <laughs> you just seem like an unstoppable force which honestly i think this rental industry needs from women like i, I really do I, I you've really impressed me so i just want to say thank you um my experiences have been a, a little different i don't know about you guys but we're a tiny little company i have I think 16 staff members in total between two stores. And, um, and a little different because I'm really lucky because I get to work with my husband. So a lot of the times when it's those middle of the night calls, when it's minus 40 here in Alberta get that close, <laughs> and I'm out on site because somebody can't get a heater running and you know, they poured their concrete the day before, I'm lucky that I have a partner in crime that can come in and help me. Um, mm-hmm. But the feeling that I get when I go out to a site, and personally go to the site and I, and I do the job myself and I get it done and I have a variety of expressions from people from shock that it's me carrying this heater into a basement or, or delight that it's, you you know, that for me is, is what I find satisfying. It's um, representing my company, representing myself, representing women in the industry, showing that, no, I don't just sit behind a desk and, and punch keys on a computer. No, when it's four in the morning and the propane is frozen, on a, a 450K frost fighter, it's me out there, switching the pigs, hooking up a blanket, calling in the propane company. You know what I mean? It's me in the trenches. Yeah, and I, um, I, love, I, adore. Yeah, I got <laughs> propane ones now, not diesel. That makes me excited. <laughs> but so so for me, it's just, it is really satisfying, both the physical aspects of it and the representation of the company. Um, because we're a small company, Winters, we used to have to lay people off. Okay. Which is a woman and an operations manager is very, very difficult for me to do because we're small and we're a family. I know everybody's story. I know how many kids they have. I know what's going on with their lives. I, I know everything in their lives. So for me to have to sit down and go, okay, I have to let five people go for the next six and a half months. How do I pick? So yeah. a few years ago, I had one customer that I'd been dealing with with a home builder for years, just yeah. kind of little things here and there. there yeah. Yeah. It was again, the middle of the night. It was two in the morning. And he pulled me and he said, Amy, the generator went out, I need a generator and I need it now. I went out there and I was on this site every day for weeks to the point where they actually thought I was the owner of the company because of the dedication I put in. And because of doing that and working with them, that one middle of the night call, doing things like um, the generator from the other rental company is just about empty. I've got somebody coming to fill mine. Do you want me to fill it to keep your site going?
1: And they said, mm-hmm. sure. So
4: then I reached out to the other rental company and said, hey, I'm going to do this just to let you know. And they said, perfect. Then it doesn't go down. That kept this company coming back. And I haven't had to lay anybody off. Yeah. Years. Yeah. And that was just because we were out there working our tails off and I was out there as much as I could be just to make an impression.
2: That's 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 some really uh, tough stuff, especially considering what we uh, what uh, the world is going through with times of COVID and everything Uh, layoffs are happening, I think, in every industry. Uh, It's a tough I mean, very tough uh, thing to do. so in the, in the in the event rental world uh, world, Michelle, uh, what what has your experience been like? Uh, what do you see like uh, on the with the
1: customer interactions? What is it like there? Funny, there's a lot of similarities that I haven't really realized up until. Um, like women in rental became a thing, like, you know, and I'm sitting in these sessions and I'm hearing these really amazing women speak and I'm like, you know, our industries are very similar and we rent very different things. We have very different clients, but it's all revolves around helping people find solutions. So, you know, whether it's a tent or, you know, they have a really terrible backyard, they need this really extensive flooring system it all it all comes down to lots of highs and lows lots of emotions but it it all boils down to helping people find a solution and that feeling like this past year obviously the event industry has been yeah just crazy decimated Um, yes absolutely
3: Absolutely.
1: yeah and um i really realize i've i've been grateful and and lucky to um, remain employed this time and there's been a handful of us who have been doing other projects and we've really pivoted a lot (laughs) throughout the last year Um, but it's really made me realize now that we're back and things are um, picking up again that that's what I was missing over the last year and a half you know waiting for not this not even about like the money and the sales just waiting for the opportunity to speak to people and really help them achieve what they're trying to achieve so um, Yeah, definitely. I agree. Lots of highs and lows, <laughs> um, but the, the highs definitely outweigh the lows and, you know, getting to talk to people every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: absolutely. It's, it's, it's like a, a fix that, that
1: absolutely. I don't
4: want to say euphoria, but that, that joy, when you see somebody and, and, and especially, yeah. well, I'm sorry, with, with equipment, somebody comes in and they go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. Like I went home and I did this and you helped me do this. Like that pleasure from them is like, that's what keeps you going. That's what you're chasing. That's my drug of choice. Yeah, absolutely. For lack of a better term, is that it right there? (laughs)
2: So, true. Uh, so, Angie, uh, I know that you uh, are on the task force for uh, ARE's Women in Rental 2021, yes. and I'm moving into the women in rental questions right now. So uh, I, I want to ask, like, as a woman in this industry, uh, what are the kind of challenges that you have uh, faced that probably a guy wouldn't have
3: to?
5: Well, um Many times, often, In so we have, we're 60% equipment and 40% party and event. So I do see both sides of the world. Um, And yes, the issues are are the same across. The clients are a little bit different. Um, Generally speaking, the construction side is a lot easier to deal with um, (laughs) because, you know, moving the tent six inches to keep, the sun out of great aunt Mary's eyes it's not the end of the world <laughs> um, but um, in the construction side yes they've got emergencies and they're over they're dealt with like you can do that what we see um, is people coming in and yeah, yeah. if they're not familiar with us or they're new customers they come in and Um, my counterpart that works beside me often is, is also a woman. She's our assistant manager. And so we, there are some customers that will come in and look over our shoulder and sort of look and peer into the back of the shop and, and see, you know, the young kid or any one of the male gender back there and may have only been there a few days and they'll be looking over our shoulder and they start asking, asking them. And, you know, we've talked to our guys and said, you know, be courteous, responsive, and yeah. if you are unable to answer the phone or not the phone, but answer their questions, yeah. um, feel free to defer them back to us. And uh, so, quite often, some of the ones that it happens to regularly will will say, um, "Well, I'm I'm not certain. You're going to have to talk to one of the ladies on the counter." <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we see that, that often. Yeah, but yeah. only with new customers. Once they've been there once. like just yesterday I had someone come in and and he was really stumped on his particular uh, issue and he says you you guys are always so full of information and help solve their problem and talk through it and you know ask them ask questions that's that's what we've
1: really learned is
5: ask the questions and sometimes they wonder why you're asking but it gets to the comes full circle to what they need to know um, so that's probably one of the biggest <laughs> issues is gaining the trust and yeah, uh, yeah. respect of your customers. But that right. comes.
2: Right. But, but uh, So being part of the ERA Women in Rental uh, mm-hmm. Task Force, um, anything special that you have, uh, you know, done or observed in the industry? Uh, anything? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're
5: um, working sort of hard behind the scenes with the... Uh, Women in Rental Task Force. Uh, COVID the whole time I've been on the task force has been virtual so we're very excited that we've got um, we've got our Facebook page which has I want to say about 750, 780 um, members which I I encourage people just reach out and connect through there. Um, we've got our Women in Rental Breakfast coming up at the rental show which registration opens next week for so
3: yeah.
5: and it does it does sell out quickly so um for people to get registered for that and then in january we haven't got a date officially set but there is an in-person women in rental event happening um yeah. Yeah. and where is that one that one's going to be in austin texas so that's a fun yeah. place yeah. to go and uh, i encourage all women to get out and network M- meeting people like
3: yeah, I've been yeah.
5: I've been involved in in the rental of industry like at a national level, local level. Yeah, uh, local BC local for six years, and then BC national director for six years, and then back to the local yeah. when I was yeah. my national terms and the networking with other rental peers and knowing that you're you're not alone. Um, yeah, there's so many resources out there, men and women. Um, right. And uh, so when I when I meet more women in the industry, it's it's a great feeling. So um, just encouraging people to to meet people, network, ask questions.
2: Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, Jewel, uh, did you? <laughs> so, over uh, you know these many years in the industry, have you had well, any shoulder
0: peer experience? Let's with? let's bring us back to 1978.
2: Uh-huh.
0: There yeah. were no women in our industry, right. not in Toronto, not in Ontario, as far as I know. Yeah. And most of our industry was being run by Europeans, Italians, Portuguese. Thank God I can speak Italian. <laughs> so mm-hmm. most of my experiences when I went on to the job was that was the first experience. that's when I walked into the trailer yeah Um, but when I started talking and actually walking over to their plans which I've been able to read construction plans since I was six yeah
3: um,
0: and tell them what I thought they were going to be needing next yeah that that little look of of weariness you know wondering what is she doing here in my trailer kind of passed and yes. I have to tell you that on a site level from day one, as a de- and by the way, I delivered too uh Ed Amy. Um yes. that I, it was a summer job. That's how I got involved in rentals. It was a summer job delivering equipment and picking up equipment. And the son of a guns that I worked for, they made me pick up every scaffolding order there was. I brought, I broke more bras than you would ever <laughs> want to know about. But anyway, the point is, is that I never had a, I never had a a sour or unkind word said to me by the men that I dealt with on the job sites. And as they got to know me, it just flourished. So my experience was also working in a small rental house, we think I think we had 20 people, and growing it that was my part of the business first I started delivering and then the the owner of the company that was out of Montreal said hey you know I I looked into your your background and you know I I think you'd be a great salesperson what do you think and I said no 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 I'm (laughs) gonna be a a professional
3: anyway every day
0: every Tuesday I would take him to the airport and this one Tuesday he said I'll tell you what you have one year left for your BA? I said, yeah. He <laughs> said, I'll pay your tuition fee if you work for me for one year. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, what have you got to lose except one year? Yeah. So yeah. I said, can I think about it? He says, you got a week.
3: <laughs> I came
0: back to him and I said, yes, that I would give it a try. Yeah. Do you know how hard it's been getting my last year of my BA? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know what it's been it's been a real interesting road yeah and yeah. today yeah when yeah. i go on job sites i'm seeing women yeah women in the health uh health and safety groups yeah women laborers women uh architects yeah women in the offices doing the scheduling yeah. supers that are women yeah. certainly not where it should be at this time because we're supposed to be so uh, ahead yeah it isn't where it needs to be yet yeah but it's happening it's starting yeah,
3: yeah. so
0: it's our job our job us right. to promote what it is that we bring to the table because I got to tell you and yeah. I've worked with men my whole life in fact right now I work with 107
3: Oh, oh. they're prima
0: donnas
3: <laughs> and they don't know how to
0: get the job done
3: okay
0: without a lot of hoopla whereas a woman yeah can zero in on the task and already start organizing it in their brain okay, yeah before they're even finished talking to each other boo, 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 boo. <laughs> and i think that's important for our industry we need that kind of decisiveness right and, and women bring that to the table so, i thought a lot about this you know
2: <laughs> well,
0: anyway sorry Hi. for taking so long
2: no no Hi. that that that's a i mean this perspective is something that not many people can give and um anyway so uh amy um i, I know you have you mentioned in your bio previously that uh you have had those you know people who assume you are an office person or the guys will know more <laughs> than you do oh. so
4: the worst is you? when somebody phones and you answer the phone and they say yeah. oh can i talk to the rental desk yeah you, you have the rental desk how can i help you so yeah. then they'll explain what they're what they need okay yeah. but they don't know the name of the tool okay this is what kills me they don't know the name of the tool but i need something that does this this and this So you say, okay, this is the tool. Do you know what you're talking about? Do you know what I mean? You don't even know the name of the tool. I'm telling you what it's called and how it (laughs) works and what you do. But you're asking me if I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) It drives me insane. Or one time we're looking at two analogers. This sticks up in my brain. And literally the guy that we had hired that started that morning, yeah, came up, I'm talking to this customer, trying to explain to him the difference between a one-man handheld auger and a two-man auger. And no, you can't do 12 inches with a one-man auger. It just, you know, and, and this kid, he's all of, you know, 16 years old, yeah. comes yeah. up and puts the auger bit on the shelf. And and this gentleman literally turns away from me and looks at this kid who's had, you know, four hours of experience and goes, <laughs> I need to know if I can put a 12-inch bit on a one-man auger because I want to do this whole. And, and this poor kid's just got... His eyes like a deer in the head, like he goes, but I don't know, you have to ask Amy. She's the one who knows everything around here. <laughs> and 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 at that point, when as soon as he had, and it wasn't very nice of me, but as soon as he had started talking to the young man, I, I walked away. I thought, okay, if he's gonna give you the answers, then you get to deal with him. And you know what? That gentleman waited patiently while I helped three other customers before he came up to me and said, I'll do that,
0: auger.
3: Unlike
4: <laughs> 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 you know, like Jewel, I, I had some really rough goes when I first started in the industry. I uh, My very, very first delivery was a Kango chipping hammer, yeah. and it was in the old metal case, and it wasn't heavy. And I couldn't get parking clothes in the job trailer. And it was literally across a football field at a school. And I walked up and there was-
0: And you didn't have a dolly. dolly.
4: Nope. And and let me tell you, I'm I'm six foot one. I'm I'm a fairly substantial woman. I'm not big by any stretch, but I'm six foot one. So I walk across this field, lugging this thing. And I'm thinking in my head, do not huff and puff. Do not like bend over (laughs) sideways. Like you need to just buck up and get this done. (laughs) Yeah, and I get there and the side soup is standing on the steps of the job shack. So yeah. he's about three steps above me. And he looks at me and he, and he, and he like kind of does one of these, he goes, since when did Bosco start hiring women to do a man's up and job? And, I, and then he comes down the stairs, and he's literally, I'm sorry, boob height, like he's boob level <laughs> to me. And I, 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 I said to him, I said, Well, I guess since they started making women bigger than you, and I turned around and I walked away and before I got halfway through the football field, I thought, I'm gonna get fired like hey these things amy like but that's when i just realized that i need to make sure that i am not going to put up with your crap i am going to do what i you will never hear me say oh i can't do this you will never you will see me break in a sweat and fall over not breathing before i will say i can't do this because i will find a way if i have to push pull or drag something somewhere i will get it to where it needs to be for my customer but it also taught me that day then yes. I need to learn where my boundaries are and where the customer's boundaries are. If right. you're going to come at me like that, then I feel well within my rights to retaliate in, in the same manner. Right. right. You know, and 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 it's just it, it is what it is. I've had when I was delivering yeah. as a driver, um, one site I had a really nasty pornographic magazine picture. I put my clipboard down after I got my signature and I lugged in 120 tarps into West Ebingen Mall across the entire mall. The site suit didn't like the fact that I was even there. Um, it wouldn't give me a dolly. One of the guys, the security guys from the mall saw on the camera that I'm lugging 120 tarps in, two at a time, Yeah. Right? yeah. So he brought me a flat dolly
1: and I mm-hmm. delivered all
4: the tarps and I went to collect my clipboard and there was this pornographic picture from a magazine. Mm-hmm. And I looked yeah. at it and I went and I looked at it and I looked at the site suit and I said jealous. And then I turned around and I, I, I walked out and i went to the owner of the company and i said you know this is unacceptable on so many levels like it doesn't offend me per se but it just was unacceptable and it was the first time that it was blatantly obvious to my to my boss and he simply phoned the, the owner of that company and said yeah if you do not have that person yeah phone and apologize to my employee i will pull every single piece of equipment that is on that site, yeah, out of yeah. there. And I will make damn sure every other rental company in this city knows exactly what happened. And that's I, had letter, really it is, but I had a letter of apology within 24 hours.
2: Wow, Yeah. that's great. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, this is like, uh, This is, I think, uh, stuff that movies are made of, but I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's so exciting to see that, you know, you, you had that strength to stand up to these people who were being, I don't know, offensive for no reason whatsoever, but, uh, yeah, and like, um, The equipment rental side, I understand, is a little tough in that sense that you are all uh, dealing with these um, machinery and equipment. And uh, I don't know, people just assume that women are weaker. But I I don't know, uh, what is it like in the event rental side? What has your experiences been like, Michelle? Like, have you faced any challenges? She deals
0: with women.
3: it's
1: it's funny i was thinking you know again comparing like comparing the two industries it's um yeah it's it's more socially acceptable to see women putting together a table or picking out linen or nice chairs as opposed to the heavy equipment that you're mentioning that i don't even know what it is (laughs) Um, so it's, it's almost more rare to see a man in the event and party rental industry, but that's still, you know, I look back at myself like 10, 15 years ago and things I would have put up with then, which were still happening, but now I've just learned how to handle myself better, approach, approaching these situations. You know, we still, there's a lot of customers out there who are, um, older men, uh, who just have in mind you know it depends on what the event is if it's a large sporting event for you know 50,000 people or something or there's lots of tenting or really heavy logistics involved they expect a man to be there they expect a man to be at the site inspection yeah Um, so if I show up you know I've had times where people are like oh so are we waiting for the rest of your team to show up for the site visit or you know if there's an issue like when is the manager going to be on site so those questions still come up all the time. Um, yeah, but I think yeah. that people are kind of more aware now that you're probably yeah. speaking to the right person <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, I'm curious about this one thing. Like, is it is is it more uh, subtle on the event rental side? The fact that they don't want to say that to your face. Like, Amy uh, has had the experience of you know people telling it. <laughs> phase in a way that uh, I think you cannot do it but with you is it more subtle in that sense
1: I think so and I think that if I were in a different position you know if I was a tent tent installer or a someone who was installing fence I think they probably would see it more face-to-face with the people on site yeah Uh, there are you know there are some large fencing rental companies in the city that have women on their team and know when i see them they're just they're going with the with the men like there's no boundaries they're lifting the fence over their heads you know but i'm sure people stop and they're like oh you know so (laughs) i I think that it depends um on the industry for sure yeah but i i personally don't feel like i've ever had really a barrier to kind of grow in this industry and and um I, i also feel like that's you know jumping ahead to some of the other questions but Um, just remaining involved and really working on your reputation and having a name for yourself. So people know you, there's no, you know, who is that person or what can they bring to the table? They just know
4: um,
1: what you're coming with. So. (laughs) That
4: being said, I have a question for you ladies. Sorry to wander off. Do you have trouble deciding where you end and your company begins? Like from, you know, I know you're, I mean, I'm not a business owner like Joel but I, I, I mean, I live and breathe my company. I, I I really, truly do. And sometimes I really find it hard to define who Amy, the mom, the wife, the person is, and Amy, the babysitter rental equipment person. You know what I mean? How like,
5: funny I mean, you put those together, the babysit rental equipment? <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're hey, all of it.
4: Again, I am the only woman in this building and seriously, bartending, babysitting, rental agent, same thing. <laughs> just, just different levels of, of ages. But I really, I, I mean, I, think, I, I find it difficult. I've never worked anywhere other than here for my daughter's entire life.
0: I think and, this is, sorry, I'm sorry for interrupting. A- Amy, I think this is part of question four.
4: Okay, sorry
0: so question four is what's the secret of your success and I think it's okay I do everything from bottle washing to you know chief to bottle washer yeah Yeah. but I also think it goes deeper than that and I think every one of us yeah Even maybe Sukana is have I said your name right I mean Patrick (laughs) it's um uh, yeah i think we all have the same attributes we're all tenacious Mm -hmm. we all have a desire to achieve we have daily discipline men don't we have we have superb negotiating skills because we always know how to place ourselves in their shoes yeah and we also believe that everybody should walk away from the table feeling that they got something yeah. yeah and there's a love of what we do and that is what we have to try to disseminate yeah. to younger women today to get involved in what we do
3: yeah
0: everybody here agree
3: oh yeah
0: mm-hmm.
4: absolutely <laughs> You have to be kind of a master of all trades to be and to be here. Multitasking is one thing that I also find that women do yeah. that men can't. And mm-hmm. it's just, I, I truly believe that. Um, for example, I could be on the phone and dealing with a customer and writing a contract all at the same time. Whereas I have literally watched the guys. As soon as the customer starts to talk to them, all typing stops, everything stops and, and, and they just, focus on the conversation i'm thinking you know i can write four contracts to your one right like come on let's move it along so it's time management skills it's multitasking it's like you said the ability to put yourself in somebody's shoes somebody needs a day off they don't give you enough notice when you're doing the scheduling okay why do you need the day well my mom just found out she has a doctor's appointment okay i can rearrange things and i'll make it work yeah and and it's so for me it's just My job is 24 seven, like you guys, but not just the actual job. It's go home and think about what I'm doing the next day, scheduling. I take resumes home with me, things like that. And I remember when my daughter was about 12 years old, because I've only ever worked here since my daughter's been born and my son actually, but my daughter, she's about 12. And you know, what are you going to be when you grow up was the thing that she had to write. And she wrote, I'm going to be a snowbird person like my mom. And I had two thoughts at that point. One, I love you, sweetheart. (laughs) And the other one was, honestly, I thought to myself, do I really want my daughter to come into this business? Yeah. And you know, when she was 12, my honest answer at the time, because I was still fighting my way through it. Yeah. My honest answer was no. Because I put my heart and soul into this company. I worked so hard to get a quarter of the respect of my counterpartners. Core male I didn't want that for her but now she's 18 she just graduated high school yeah I would have a completely different answer for her and it's because of women like like Angie and Michelle and Jewel who are in the industry and we're pushing the boundaries and we're making it easier to come in and and for me personally I think that that's a huge that's a huge step forward from yeah, not yeah. wanting my own daughter to be in this industry because of the hard times and the struggles and the hassle to thinking, yeah, yeah. you know what, this could work out to be a really good career for her, especially if she got into some of the bigger companies. Yeah, that to yeah. me just just says that everything that I've done, all the tears that I've had, all the temper tantrums and the outbursts and the everything, yeah. have been worth it. <laughs> they have really truly been worth it. Hmm. Sorry, I do talk a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's um, actually uh, Angie going to you. I'm going to begin with the uh, the question that uh, Amy initially asked. Like, do you find it uh, difficult to separate yourself uh, from the company where you you uh, you're able to find your space uh, and think outside the company? Do you find it difficult?
5: I uh, very much so. Um... I eat, sleep, breathe this place, <laughs> and um, I I take it home. I think about it twenty four seven, and you know I get up in the mornings. Then I, I come in early because I want to clear my desk before the store yeah. opens. And
3: yeah, I, I, I don't the really know. Trait.
5: I don't really know um, really where one stops and the other starts. Yeah, is that necessarily the best thing? I don't think so. Um, my kids are uh, seventeen and twenty, and um, my niece has been living with us as well. she's nineteen. and yeah. I look back and go, where did that go? You know, where did all yeah. that time go? yeah and yeah uh, my my youngest works for us. he's yeah. um, works in our shop and loves it. absolutely yeah. loves it. Yeah. but um and he's, you know, Smart and picks up on things and wants yeah. to be a mechanic, so that's great. Yeah.
3: Um.
5: But so it, it sort of lends itself more to not separating between home and and work. Um. Yeah. I would say though, we do have on our staff forty yeah. percent is female. Yeah. Uh, across the board, that's in it. different yeah. positions, um, yeah. many of which are management positions. Um, yeah. It's funny, because I had written a little note about um, what women bring to the table. Yes. Yeah. You guys have already said it. The multitasking, <laughs> yeah. the time management and listening skills yeah. um, are all key things. So yeah. but what we do for some of our women is work around their um, kids school, you know, so they work nine to three or eight to two and, you know, work around to get more people, more women involved. Um, because they've got a a traditional need to be there for the kids yeah but um there's no reason they can't we just work around those schedules
0: to get more women involved angie that used to definitely be something in the 1970s to the 1990s but as we head into this last 20 years Women are getting married in their late 30s. They are more career minded. Mm -hmm. They're not having children, some of them until their late 30s and or early 40s. So they've been able to get into the rental business a lot younger Mm -hmm. than people before I noticed were people that their kids were grown up and now they thought they would just try something different. Yeah, So it's, it's turning around and that, and that's starting, we're starting to see those changes.
4: Yeah. Um, but I think some of those changes come because you have companies like Angie's that are willing to accommodate both the women that are looking for a career before they have family and the women that have family, but that's a great balance. I mean, we're, we were, when I first started here, we were open seven days a week. My days off were Tuesday, Wednesday. That's great. Before my kids started school, once my kids started school, yeah. I was home being the wife and the mother on those two days, laundry, cleaning, all those things. Um, but I didn't see my kids. And yeah. looking back, I sacrificed because I, too, eat, live, breathe, blue blood for snowboard, you know. And mm-hmm. so I sacrificed a lot of time with my kids to get to where I am in my career. Whereas my husband being a mechanic is Monday to Friday, eight to four. You know, if one of the kids got sick, it was me that lost time. It was never the mechanic that could go home and get, you know, it's okay. He's just a dad. The, the mom okay. can go home. So if the school called, it was always me that had to leave. Yeah, and nobody yeah. seemed to realize that when I had to leave to go home to do my kids or to yeah, help yeah. my kids, which don't get me wrong, that's okay. Now I sound like a bad mom. I did it because I love them <laughs> and that's my job as a mom. But it also meant, unlike my husband, who had somebody that could help fill in. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I had. I would have to come in instead of coming in the hour early that I come in. I was coming in two hours early, so I had an hour of uninterrupted time to finish what didn't get done yesterday because I was home, and yeah. get prepared for today. So, and mm-hmm. I, I think that was also a big part of of the women. But but Jules right too that is also changing. But with people like Ange and that company. That's such a great way to approach it so that women can do both. They're not feeling guilty because they're staying home and they're not feeling guilty because they work. They get the best of both worlds. And that's amazing. Just think about
0: how fantastic women are. Not (laughs) only do we have babies, (laughs) but we hold down some of the biggest jobs in in the world and continue with all the home stuff. So talk about multitasking come on, really?
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course we can multitask. <laughs> we I
0: actually we have no something. choice. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of times the real problem with us attracting women into our field is, is that women don't feel comfortable, especially in equipment. Now you're in a different situation, Michelle, because like you said, most women know how to set a table. They know about nice, sweet looking napkins, blah, 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 blah. But (laughs) as soon as a woman sees an activator or uh, an aerial piece of equipment or whatever, they're like, well, how am I supposed to know that? Well, guess what? When I started in 1978, I did know about construction, but I didn't know anything about equipment. And we didn't have the internet, by the way, that I could just go on Google and say, what is a skid steer? No. <laughs> I used to go to rental shows and I'd walk out every night of the three days. Oh, with and your arms would get so long. Full of every piece of literature. And then over the year till the next rental show, I would develop binders for the company so that every <laughs> came in could say, Uh, Do you know what a skid steer... uh, Go into the library. You'll see there's a binder on skid steers.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's that's
0: how I learned. Right? Today, uh, uh, most everybody knows this. Yeah. They're not groomed or looking to get into the rental business. In fact, I'm going to go to another famous saying of mine. Yeah. Nobody goes to school to yes. the U of rental, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no schools that say, by the way, if you come to this college, we're yeah. going to teach you rental aspects. No, people fall into the rental industry. Yeah. Some stick. yes yeah. And some run. Yeah. Women yeah. have had a very difficult time unless they have family in it like Angie and or me that I I loved construction. Yeah. There it's a fearful industry and like most other industries men drive it and they don't like to see us succeed. You have to be with a really different male individual and I've yeah. worked with one who was happy for me to take the limelight.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> in fact, I taught him when he came out of university because his father hired me. Yeah. So I was fortunate in that there was nothing that held me back, it, you know, and, and he didn't believe in that nonsense yeah. about, oh, a girl can't do this.
3: Yeah.
0: No way. So, yeah. but but getting back to that, how do we tell women there's a life in rentals. Yeah. And I I gave this a lot of thought. And I know we're probably jumping all over, but this makes it more interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about this, and I even asked my partner, and I think that we need to go down to the base root of this. And I think people like us, have to start paying it forward. Now, I've done it because I have a, a fabulous uh, group of 10 salespeople that I've mentored yeah. and they're fabulous and I hire men women chimpanzee I don't care yeah I want you to show me I'm from the state of Missouri show me show me what you can do. Yeah. I'll mentor you I'll help you every way I can. So I think we need to first start by going into schools colleges, yeah and having talks with people uh with with classes of of trades people and you know sometimes you think you want to be a plumber yeah maybe after i go in and talk about the rental industry you may say hey you know what she's cool i think i want to do i want to look into this
5: yeah so we need to get people to think of it as a
0: right I think that we also have to look within our own companies. And I think a lot of women who've made it, yeah, especially yeah. if they made it hard, the hard way,
3: yeah.
0: aren't maybe giving people in their company that same opportunity. Yeah. And I don't know why that is because I know oftentimes I'll go to the to the manager, to our our office manager yeah. And I'll say, you know, I've got an eye on this girl and I think she would really be great at the counter. No, 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 don't take her. I, I need her. She's good at what she does. Yeah, We have to be able to let go. We have to be able to recognize that someone other yeah, than yeah. ourselves, because we don't live forever, yeah. um, have to be able to take the reins. And sometimes we're our own worst enemies, because it's comfort to yeah. know that it's comfort for my office manager to know that that girl is going to stay there. That woman is going to stay there and do what she does best. And yeah. she's not given that opportunity. Instead, the guy that hires the guys for the order desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a chance. I know they're going to be in and out the door. Whereas if she was put into that position, yeah. chances are she'd make it. When so I think, there's a lot of
5: things for us to think about.
2: So uh, yeah, Angie, you were saying something?
5: Sorry, I I think if we can get people to think of it as a, a career in rental, yes. um, as opposed to just a job. And yes. then us as employers need to think of of the staff and what's best for them grow them let them flourish because if we're holding them back because i think you're absolutely right jewel we hold them back in a position because it's comfortable for us because i don't have to replace that they're fabulous in that position but uh if we can cultivate and grow them and and keep moving them up the ladder i think we could see ourselves in some a great position with, with staff and you know, always bringing in fresh people for, for those other positions that yeah, are easier yeah. to, to train. I yeah. mean, I, I started in the trenches. I think we all did. Started yeah. in the trenches, that's how we learned. That's how I learned how to use
3: yeah, every goodness. piece of
5: equipment. And so you do have to be able to grow them. Yeah, And get them to a point, you know, where they're working to their maximum capacity as well and, and getting the most out of your staff without holding people back. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a job. It is a career. Yeah. And there is there is rental you, by the way, with the uh, ARA rental. <laughs> yeah, <There is laughs> yeah rental.
0: but now I'm talking about an, an actual no. school. <laughs>
5: yeah. But uh, there is there is work on on different apprenticeships that they're starting to work rental specific. So that's great news.
0: Wow. Yeah, that might be out west. But it's not happening in Ontario yet. No, it's with
5: the American Rental Association. Yeah. yeah. They're a little bit more progressive. Yeah, I sit on the national board as the region 10 director. So I cover all of Canada. Yeah. Um, so there's some great things coming out of that. So, okay. Good. They so are- So two new heroes.
4: Awesome. <laughs> 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 I'm starting to feel like I'm not doing very much in my little corner here. No, <laughs> Um, my, I, I think that's great ideas. One of the things that I was thinking that you could do, um, also to get t- to bring women into the industry, is is your trade schools. You know, yeah. go in and offer not necessarily an apprenticeship program, but hey, you want to be an electrician, you want to be a heavy duty equipment operator, you want to be a carpenter, whatever you want to do, whatever trade is out there. Most rental companies touch on some of it. So you yeah. know what? Come into the rental company, make it a summer job make it something come in and get the experience learn about the equipment so you come in being wanting to be a carpenter oh my god look how much fun it is to ride an excavator and a skid steer and i want to be a heavy equipment operator screw the other stuff but that's something that we as rental industries can do but we as women need to make sure that when we come across we're coming across both genders because i have tried honestly i have i have tried over the years to hire women in here and i'm usually a pretty good judge of character but i have yet to have unfortunately and this is very hard for me and sad for me to say i have yet to have success with yeah. women in this company and yeah. mostly because the ones that i had come in have i had one that used to tie her t-shirt up under you know her belly i'm like okay you are not here for the right reasons right i don't need somebody who's going to stand back and fan themselves and go oh i'm too hot can you just can you do that for me you know i don't want that kind of woman and i i know yeah. i sound really bad but that's the kind that i've had here and yeah. so I kind of said to the owner, okay, don't don't do hire any more women. And if you do let me interview, let me be there. Yeah. So then the next two he hired, yeah. um, yeah, they weren't any better. I had one at the West at my other location and one here. Yeah, um, I find out that the manager at the West store at my other location, who by the way is probably one of my closest friends through yeah. the years that we've been here, she sits in his office and he goes out and he's loading and unloading customers. That's not his job. I'm
3: thinking,
4: you you have never, not once, okay, I'm I'm a little jealous here, never, not once have you offered to help me do that. Yeah. You've never been there to say, hey, Amy, you want to go sit in my office? I'm going to do that for you. You know, so I think part of it is making sure that you bring the right kind of women into the industry as well. And I think that's what's been hard for me is trying to find women who want to learn this, who want to do this, who want a career in this, not just have a Place to go to get a paycheck that you know you can bet your eyes and have somebody come and help you. And I'm sorry if I'm sounding harsh about women because I respect women and I think that we do an awesome job at what we do, but yes. you still yes. have those few, whether it's in the trades or whether it's in yes. rentals. But honey, the princesses. In too. Oh, I know I have a princess that works for me. So <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's not just when I just want to bring them in, but I want to make sure when yeah. we bring them in, they're the ones that are gonna be.
0: like that's part of the mentoring proportion you know um number seven asks us what advice to give women to get into a a career in the rental business and one of the things that I that I like to say to people that I interview when you go to an interview with a rental company
3: yeah
0: take notice of the interviewee the interviewer Okay, is he or she someone who will mentor you? Is she or he someone that will teach you and ensure that you're giving your full potential? Yeah. Is it someone who um, not only just wants to bring you to the table, but has a, a real understanding of, about career building? Yeah. It is important for them to interview us. Okay, because if you get into the wrong rental house,
3: yeah.
0: where the person interviewing you is blah, 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 but when it comes to putting down the meat and potatoes, it doesn't exist, yeah. then you're not going to last. You're going to be there for three months and, and you'll give up.
4: I want to so, hire somebody that's better at my job than me. Or so that, that I can trust, you job. know what I mean? That's that's my goal. When I'm doing an interview, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking and I'm and I'm asking questions to say, okay, can you do my job better than me so that I can have you do this job and I can focus on something else to help with somebody? That is yeah. something that I learned yeah. early on in this career is not to be afraid to bring somebody in that knows more than you, yeah, and can do what you do. And 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 that's what I try and, and come across with when I interview. It's most especially the women. Yeah. Like, How can I bring you in and can I have you help me do my job so I can do other things and then How have you sales- teach the next person?
0: How many salespeople do you have, Amy? I don't have any. How many salespeople do you have, Angie? None. Just How many salespeople people do you have, Michelle? Um,
1: there's about six salespeople. Good girl. <laughs> I
0: have 10. <laughs> and there's always women on my sales team because I believe in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have found over the years that, and I've had as many as 18 salesmen or salespeople, and I have found that my number one, two and three, if there are women on my team, are usually women. (laughs) They are so successful when they get into the field, you have no idea. Uh, It is uncanny and I have some hot I have some hot shots that are male as well, yeah. but even with them, my women will always beat them. <laughs> like they have this drive. Yeah. they're mm-hmm. Making big coin. In fact, when somebody comes to me and says, you know what? I want to be a rental specialist. Cause that's what I call my people yeah. Yeah. rental specialists. I say, well, you know what? If you stick with me for five years, I'll get you to 150 grand. Right. Okay. And I mean it. If they listen to what I tell them, yeah, do as I say and put in the effort that I expect. Yeah. Good money to be made. And women just don't see that part of it. That's another part we need to talk about, which is the money aspect. If you're gonna hire women and expect to pay them thirty-eight thousand dollars a year like you do in a in a general office as a girl Friday. Yeah, You're not gonna get anybody with any real staying power.
3: Yeah, right.
2: So uh, we were, I mean, talking a lot about the equipment rental side, but Michelle, I'm interested in knowing. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Like, how how do you think you can uh, help in getting more women into the event rental segment as well? I mean, I I, I understand uh, one thing is like you mentioned it's a bit easier. Uh, I mean, people probably somewhat expect that, uh, you know, expect women to be there in that industry. But how do you get more women into uh, leadership positions, for example, even?
1: Yeah, I think that the main a lot of people don't think like you've mentioned, as this is a career, it's a job. um, It's something that they come and do for fun. People don't realize the stability in the industry. COVID, not taking into account this past year, but in a normal situation, it's a very stable industry with um, many opportunities. So I, you know, I'm I'm on a board um, from Seneca College on the program advisory committee. So we get students coming in every year from different universities and colleges and event programs to say, you know what, this is a career opportunity. Yeah, look at our showroom, look at the nice linen, but you know, let me t- tell you about a bit about myself and what I do and what a day looks like for me and for my team and yeah. um yeah. the opportunities, you know, there's so many associations you can join and become part of yeah. networking. Yeah. So there are huge opportunities. And I just think people don't know, Yeah. don't know they exist. <laughs> and, you know, like you've said, uh Jewel, I'm, I'm getting married in a few months. So I focused on my career for 15 years. And I'm at a point now where I can get married and start a family and still feel like I, I can jump back in. I'm not starting from the bottom again. Yeah. So, um, congratulations. You know, if I, thank you. If, if I had switched that around and I was married, you know, when my mom got married and had me, I would be 20 and it, it probably wouldn't have looked the same for me. And I maybe wouldn't yeah. have come yeah. back to the rental industry or started somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's huge opportunities and it's just, a matter of getting them out to the people who are on so, that path anyways.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so on that note, like what, what is the advice that you would like to give? Jules Share her advice that she would like to give to uh, the women who are thinking of a career here. What is the advice that you would like to give?
1: Definitely don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, you know, I think that anyone, anyone in our industry, if you've been in the industry for more than five years, you, you see it as a career and it's something that you're passionate about. So ask questions, don't be scared. I think that the secret to success in our industry is obviously staying involved, but education, things are constantly changing and moving and developing. So staying current with not only trends, but, um, new equipment and, you know, keeping your suppliers, that's huge. So staying involved and education, I think are main components too growing.
2: (laughs) Uh, Angie, uh, what is it that you would like to say to uh, women in the industry um, who who are considering a career, who have probably just joined the industry and and have a learning curve ahead of them probably?
5: (laughs) So in in the terms of a learning curve, my recommendation is in the equipment side, picking a piece of equipment every day and learn it. service it yeah. test it use it try yeah. it out yeah. so that you can answer those questions um, yeah. of yeah. how it works how hard how hard is it to use can i like customers are always asking do you think i can do it of course you can you yeah. know
3: um
5: but every day choose a different piece of equipment and learn yeah. about it and in today like i'm not gonna lie there's times i'm on the phone customers call and looking for a widget and i don't know what this particular widget is and yeah. you know i'm yeah. talking to them and i'm I'm googling. You know, there's, there's some things where I, I still don't know what they are and, um, you know, there's new products out all the time. And, and that's where like going to the Aira show, things like that, where you're, you learn, you see what's out there, what's available. That's, that's a great advantage to be able to see what's new, learning what's, what's out there and, and have fun. It's ask questions. Yeah. Like Michelle said. Ask, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions, both of, you know, your peers, as well as your customers. So you're fully understanding what they're wanting to do. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's fun, fast paced. You're never doing the same thing two days in a row, which is fantastic for
3: for Right. (laughs)
2: Right. Uh, coming to you, Amy. What? Uh, yeah. So I, I just you know love the different perspectives that all of you are giving. So what do you want to tell to all the young women who you know want to join this in that
4: industry? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is 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 to be yourself. You don't yeah. have any. You know, you don't have anything to prove to anybody but yourself. At the end of the day, if you can look in a mirror and say, I did a good freaking job today, and I am damn good at my job. Yeah, then I yeah. think you've succeeded and it's something that can be hard to do in this industry yeah um yeah. so that would be one piece of advice and the other thing is is I know everybody says you know and I agree asking a lot of questions but the yeah, other yeah. thing that I really think we need to do in this industry is listen yeah people want to be heard so let's say they have an issue with the what's going on they don't want you just listening to them to, to solve their problem they yeah. want to be heard they have a valid complaint or a valid, worry or a valid whatever so it's not just asking the questions but make sure that your customers feel heard right. that you're yeah. listening and you hear them and yeah. that's probably something that's really big in michelle's in, in michelle's line with maybe more so than equipment but yeah. that, i think that's one of the things that, that that i would teach them is to both be the the one to ask the questions but then the one to really listen to the answers as well and really listen to your customers and yeah. the People around you that have the experience, because that is how you're going to learn and grow. Right. You're the seed, and, and and the other women and people around you are going to be your water and your sun and 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 your fertilizer. That's what you need. To, that's what you need to grow <laughs> in this company.
0: So um, I wonder how many times though Michelle gets told that the dishes that were sent to the party were yeah. dirty. Whereas yeah. all the time when we send out a piece of equipment, it was broken when they got it.
4: Totally.
1: It, it was like that when I got it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Too many times to count. We have to be psychologists as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. yes. Your Absolutely. BS meter has to be really good. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> So uh, I want to say it was an incredible discussion that we had here. Uh, I think um, I, I believe that all of you are doing such incredible work in the rental industry. Please continue doing that and inspiring uh, countless other uh, women out there who who can you know who can be assured that uh, they have a place here. Uh, and I, I think they can be big uh, from the experiences that you've. shared um, but I think, yeah, unfortunately, our time is up. But I think this discussion could go on forever and ever. And uh, all well, of you I know.
0: think you're just going to have to get this panel together again. Of course. <laughs> 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 Ladies, it's also. been a true pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at canadianrentalservice.com
5: or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian
3: Rental Service magazine.